0: Welcome to The Athlete Diaries, I'm your host, Guy Walker. On this podcast, I take you through the journeys and challenges of professional athletes, from resilience to mental health and life away from sport. Today on the show, we have one of the most exciting players in the AFL, Christian Petrarca. Christian is a great person who has time for everyone, a star of the competition that has had his fair share of setbacks. Going into his first AFL preseason, he tore his ACL and missed his whole first year in the system. He's also been on the ups and downs of the Melbourne Football Club in the past few years. He's known as a very funny, energetic character by his teammates, and also someone who works extremely hard to get the best out of his body. Like Max Gorn, Christian is also an advocate and leader at the Demons, developing a safe culture for people and players to be themselves. We're also doing a giveaway this episode of a full team signed Melbourne Football Club Guernsey. Head over to the Athlete Diaries Instagram to go in the running for it. Christian Petrarca, thank you for uh, thanks for coming on, mate. It's a absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, thank you for having me, mate. Thank you. Um, how, how's how's hub life at the moment for you? What, where are
1: you? How are you um going with it all? Yeah, going pretty good. Um, we're in Maroochydore at the moment, Twin Waters, um, up in Queensland. So it's been pretty good. Weather's been beautiful, different in Melbourne, so uh, a lot more sunshine. Get a bit of a tan. So we're up in we're up in Manly for two weeks, um, yep. and then I think the coronavirus has started to trickle into to new south so we've sort of gone across the border again to queensland where are pretty much all the teams are so yeah it's been pretty interesting it's uh it's been a different lifestyle i mean you're with all the boys the whole time so uh, you get a bit annoyed of them every now and then but um, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty good
0: yeah mate it must be it's different isn't it because you're sort of used to probably being at home and then going to training playing games and stuff but actually spending a lot of time um with teammates and stuff like how have you found it sort of always been around the boys, always been around the coaches, not really being able to get away from it and do the things you normally like. What has it been like for you?
1: Um, I feel like it's been pretty good. The The club's yeah. done a really good job of creating a really good environment for us. Um, there hasn't been much footy on. It's more like, you know, when we're training, we're training and we're focused on and we're switched on about footy. But, um, you know, when we have those days off, you know, it's not really much on, no real optional craft or anything like that. It's more just doing your own thing, trying to take your mind off footy. So... Um, a lot of the families are up here. I've got my girlfriend yep. up here, so it's been really good fun. And I guess being around the beaches as well, it really makes you calm and peaceful and, you know, you go for swims every morning at eight o'clock in the morning and um, yep. the weather's amazing. So, um, again, the club's done an amazing job of providing an environment for us where we feel comfortable and um, and feel at home, I guess, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, that's pretty cool, isn't it? It's a lot different than being in Melbourne um, at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm waking up at <laughs> the moment. It's like raining, like freezing, like absolute nightmare. What, what boys have you been spending a lot of time with up there? Um, who, who's been the main point of contact for, for a bit of fun? Oh, just the usual
1: suspects, um, Clayton, Christian yeah. Salem. Uh, we've got like a communal hall where we have you know have dinner and breaking and stuff like that. And um, there's ping pong and FIFA and a bit of Mario Kart. So um, that gets a good workout. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which one you been? Which one have you been going at? Um Mario Kart man!
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you've been killing it. I was playing, yeah, a fair bit. Yeah, a lot of the IT <laughs> guys, absolute freaks. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. um, Tell me a little bit about Christian Petrarca's early life, mate. Because obviously, you had a very, very sporting background. Like, what was it like for you growing up? Obviously basketball, footy, but I also saw that you were good at plenty of other sports as well. So can you give us an early insight into your early life as, de- as a developing um, human, but also a bit of your sporting background as a youngster?
1: Yeah, I, I grew up in Warrandyte. Uh, i got two older brothers. Um, I guess to me, um, I, I did whatever my brothers did. To be honest, my, both my brothers. Are, I'm 24. My, my middle brother's 29, and my older brother's 32, so or 31. So whatever they used to do, I was sort of just follow them as the youngest brother, and used to get picked on heaps in the backyard, and used to get bullied, and um, used to join into their footy teams and their basketball teams as a young one. So, you know, I didn't really choose what sports I wanted to play. I was more just whatever my brothers did. So for me, it was it was basketball and footy, and um, probably probably basketball early on at the age gets quite serious quite early. So. Yeah, you know, I was doing a fair few sessions in the mornings when I was 9 or 10 years old at 6.30 before primary school and, and then also after after school as well. So it was very serious and very full on. Um, but it wasn't until probably 16, 17 where I, I knew I had to make a decision. You know, I couldn't play footy and basketball for the rest of my life. I had to make a decision. And I felt with footy, probably easy just to stay at home and be around my family. You know, I feel like I am a people person. I love being around people. And I felt like college was probably for basketball was probably wasn't the right decision. Um, being over there in a foreign country that I don't really know. Um, So, you know, staying in Melbourne and playing for Eastern Rangers as a bottom major and top major really um, had a massive impact on me and, um, you know, fortunate enough to be where I am now.
0: Yeah, because like your your teammate now, one of my good friends, um, Joel Smith, I heard heard your name a lot probably as a junior um, and I didn't even know you played much footy was because Joel played basketball and literally all you ever heard was about Ben Simmons and Christian Petrarca in, in Joel's, um, in Joel's teams and stuff. So like, you obviously were an unbelievable talent playing for Victoria and, and playing with like Dante and, and Ben and that sort of stuff. How hard was that decision for you to make? Like, was it something that you were like, uh, it's quite easy. I'll go footy cause I want to stay here. Or was it cause obviously you were a serious basketball player. Were you ever interested in sort of going down that path?
1: Yeah, it was it. I guess when you look back at it now, it was probably a very easy decision. But when you're 15, yep. 16, you don't really have much stress in your life. So for <laughs> me, it was probably the most stressful part of my life of all time. Um, it's probably the biggest thing you do because, you know, when you look at it, you know, if I chose basketball, do, am I in the person I am now or yep. and vice versa? So um, for me at the time, it was a very stressful um, decision. But at the moment, I'm, I'm glad I chose the decision. Um, but, yeah, I think I think with basketball, it's, it's quite a – it's quite a sport that gets very serious and it's obviously, it's very worldwide. So um, having that decision to choose basketball, footy sort of, yeah, I guess I guess with basketball, you've got to go overseas and you, yeah. you've got to expand it. You've got to expand your repertoire. And for me, the NBL wasn't really a, an opportunity or a possibility for me. I always wanted to play at the high levels and um, I just felt the way the AFL was going and um, I was a massive Collingwood supporter growing up. And and at the time around 2010, 2011, it's when Collingwood was at the peak and I felt yeah. like, Footy was
0: the right way to go. Yeah, yeah, mate. It is. It, it is a hard decision, isn't it? Because you you're also growing as a human still, and like to make a decision at sixteen, seventeen when you actually don't really want to make a decision. You want to let it play basketball in the in the summer and, and footy in the winter and stuff. You just want to get to keep that going. So. Like obviously you're still good friends with um, Ben as well. Like what's that like being to sort of keep in contact with him and see his progression and, and what's that been like for you to have a friend that sort of is in elite as well in another sport? Um, do you actually keep in contact with him a lot and sort of learn from anything that he's gone through in his career so far?
1: Yeah, a fair bit, a fair bit. Uh, we we keep in contact um, quite a lot and, and what I take from him as well is a lot as well. I mean – both our first years where he was picked number one, I was picked number two. And in both our first years, we have to sit out. I have to sit out with my ACL and he has to sit out with a foot problem. So we've kind of had a very similar, um, I guess, career length um, or career time or whatever you call it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we do catch up a fair bit. He comes down to Melbourne um, every off-season when he finishes his, um, his um, season and we do like to catch up. Um, but when, when, when he's here, he's not really training. So, um, yeah. But, but I've been over a few games over there in America and they've been unreal. The spectacle is just incredible. And um, been out with them a few times, it's, uh, it's a pretty good lifestyle they live.
0: <laughs> What's it like, mate? Because obviously it's like they're just absolute superstars over there and and that sort of stuff. So you've been over quite a, a few times as well. Can you give us an insight what it's like to go over there and see their facilities and how big it, like superstars they actually are over there?
1: Yeah, so I did a uh, – I went over, I've been over three times now, seen him, seen him play twice. And um, the first time we went to the Philly facilities and um, it's just incredible the the high performance and the courts they use. And um, obviously the money, the money is ridiculous yeah. that they're able to access. So their, their facilities is unbelievable. Um, hydro pools, gyms, the courts are in incredible condition and um, – yeah even just even just before and after the game like the stretching and stuff and it's pretty full on though i mean they play 82 games a season three yeah. games a week it's got to be it's got to be world class their, their recovery protocols and all that type of stuff or else um they won't be able to function and, and be able to handle with the 82 game season
0: yeah i know it is pretty full on isn't it going back to what you said before about your you rico in 2015 like you drafted pick two, you've got a lot of media attention on you already for the for the couple of years that you had um, as a bottom-ager and a top-ager um, in the TAC Cup, but what was it like, first of all, what was it like to get picked um, picked up as the number two uh, in that, that 2014 draft and then to go on and, and sort of do your, your ACL at the end of, end of that pre-season, what was that like as a young 18-year-old, a lot of media attention and then for that to happen?
1: Yeah, I guess being, first of all, being picked two was a unbelievable feeling. Um, you know, the year before that, I was not even touted as the top, you know, 50 draft pick, and um, I sort of felt like my back end final series for Eastern Rangers when we won the premiership. Felt like I really cemented myself as a, you know, a high draft pick for the next year, and um, sort of as the year got on in my top age year, I felt like I sort of progressed, progressed as a player. Um, and then going pick two was just, um, hearing your name called out and, you know, your partners and your friends are there and everything like that was, uh, your family, I guess, and your friends is just incredible feeling and seeing the people around you have supported you for so long. Um, it was an amazing feeling, um, how much they've sacrificed for you. Um, and then I guess, you know, you, you get there in December and you do all this training and, um, you're about to play your first NAB cup game or JLT and, um, you know, a week before it you do your ACL and, um, yeah, not going to lie, it's a pretty shit feeling cuz yeah. feel like I was on the verge of playing my first game around one and um felt like I I'd really progressed as a player of that pre-season, really gotten fitter and um proved to a lot of people at Melbourne that you know why they picked me And Um I guess probably an 18-year-old you don't you don't really understand the circumstances of injuries, but you sort of look back at it now and even then you sort of think why this is so shit, why am I doing this and can't believe this has happened to me. You sort of automatically think the worst, but um, you know, day by day, whoever's done you know, a long-term injury, it's, it's frustrating. You, you know, everyone tells you to set long-term goals and to focus on, you know, everything short-term and all that type of stuff. But it's, it's quite frustrating. You don't want to be there. It's very isolated. Um, it is hard. I mean, the inner demons you have, because all you want to do is just play. You see your teammates play every week, and it is quite frustrating. You do get jealous. But when you look back at it now, it's probably been the best thing for me, having a year off. Um, being able to get my body right, being able to get a lot fitter. And I guess probably the maturity from that, um, having a long-term injury, understanding that, you know, if I do have a weak injury or two-week injury, I've been through it. I've been through 12 months of of serious rehab and times where I've been, you know, on my bed, you know, can't move for two weeks. So um, I feel like it's been a really good thing for me in my career. Yeah, it's interesting that you say
0: that because some some players sort of take different approaches to it. Some just sort of sit down and and sort of feel sorry for themselves and don't really do much. But then – there's others as well that sort of they find that getting out and doing a few other things or or just in their own unique way of actually dealing with that injury how did you go about actually dealing with it mentally because for people that don't know like if you have a long term injury and you you when when track says that you're isolated you literally you're with one of the physio prep guys probably for all yeah. the year you don't train with the boys you don't see the boys as much it is a really mentally challenging time how did you go about getting through that period of your career as an 18-year-old and, and developing um, as a car- your character as well.
1: Yeah, I guess it is quite tough. I was, um, I was fortunate enough to, to have Jack Trengo with me as well, who was out for probably, he didn't run for three years, I think, with a navicular problem in his foot. So yeah. um, he's the ultimate professional. He's someone that, you know, dots the I's, crosses the T's, um, does everything like that. And probably the biggest thing i found now looking back at it is that everyone's everyone's rehab is different so I I got a lot of advice from a lot of people um, who've done ACLs or had long-term injuries and sort of give me advice about you know set short-term goals you know set goals you want to set every day and and week by week sort of take it but I feel like everyone's different sort of go go about the way you think you can go about and try and handle it the way you think you can if you think it's too much take a step back Um, I feel Mm -hmm. like as well just being transparent with your rehab and with your rehab coach and your high performance, you know there's days when you're going to feel like shit. Those are the days you got to make the most of. Um, but then also the days where you're feeling good, you know, try and push yourself a little bit more. And um, you just got to really ride the ebbs and lows and you know, that roller coaster because it is it is a roller coaster. I mean, you know, for two weeks you might be feeling unbelievable, and then you might have a little setback and it might push you back a week. So it's always about just being as consistent as you can each day um, with your rehab and trying to find that sort of happy medium.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then it's sort of you fast forward to to next year, and um, you're touted to play your first game at round one. But at Christmas, you had a little basketball <laughs> mishap. Or what happened there?
1: <laughs> I was just playing playing a bit of basketball in the backyard and tried to dunk on my dog, and yeah, <laughs> hurt my toe, hurt my right that toe.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> and then uh, mate, you all... made made your debut at round six. What was that like? To finally, after go through a year of injury, you went to the US to get to get. Um, some extra help and some specialist, um, work, what was it like to actually finally debut and to go through everything you went through to get there? Like, it must've been an amazing feeling.
1: Yeah, it was. It sort of made me realize, um, how much I've earned to put this jumper on. I feel like if I was to play around one, I probably wouldn't understand the, um, what people go through and what the history of the jump is like. And, um, you know, the, the culture of the club and to have a year off and to, um, to sort of, earn, I feel like I really earned my jumper, um, really earned it. And, um, you had know, to play against St Kilda, um, at had was a, again, an unbelievable feeling and to see, you know, your family and your friends are there to support you. And, um, I guess we're not lost. I think it's all about just being out there and having fun. And, and that's what I felt like I did.
0: Yeah, mate, that's, and then you, you had a pretty good year. You played consecutive games and, um, still a lot of media attention around you. And, and for the next couple of years, you just kept developing and, and sort of get to that the next few pre-seasons and you wanted to develop into a midfielder and like I firsthand got to see how hard you did work and um, and how diligent you are in, in sort of pre-seasons and, and trying to keep fit and, and trying to move into that midfield role. Is that something that's been sort of a development for you over the last sort of three or four years to sort of move into that sort of mid-forward um, role?
1: Yeah, for sure. I've always wanted to play this uh, midfield forward role. I felt yep. like I've had the capability um, I feel like it's been a bit of a knock on my on my fitness. I feel like I've always been quite fit enough. I just felt like that forward role for the team, I've just played a really good role for it. So I felt like, yeah. um, you know, playing me there is, is really good for my position and, and for me as well. So, um, you know, I wasn't really frustrated while I was playing midfield. It was just, you know, I felt like I was playing a really good role for the team as a forward. So, yeah. um, but now that I'm in the midfield and I just feel like I'm a lot more, more, mature, more mature as a person off the field, I feel like my habits are, and the elite level, I feel like Monday to Friday, I really prepare myself for the weekend, and feel like last year I had a, you know, my probably my back end of the year was really consistent, and I felt like that really stemmed into my and flowed into my preseason, and um, yeah. I feel like you know the confidence I've got in myself at the moment is probably because of the work of what I've done off field, and um, so every time you go into a game, you sort of know. I feel like I've done more work than my opponent. I feel like I can just push myself a little bit more
0: yeah that's awesome that's almost like that that the last dance Michael Jordan mentality isn't it of trying to always um keep getting better who's been the sort of mentors is it been at the club or has it been in your life in general to sort of help you grow as as a person as well who's been your mentors
1: yeah I mean there's there's been so many um Simon Goodwin for one the head coach of the club he's been um unreal um he always gives me a lot of advice about everything had belief in me when I probably didn't have belief in myself and um, the confidence he's shown in me um yeah has been unbelievable and um, we sort of joke about it but I do see him as like a father like figure someone that I can sort of speak to off the field about about stuff and um yeah. probably more our conversations are more about um, off field than now about on field so he's someone that um that I definitely look to for advice um probably the biggest thing I've found um as I've gotten older and um probably more comfortable with my own opinion of myself is probably just narrowing your, your circle down and we felt my first three or four years, I was leaning on too many people, asking my friends and asking my family and asking my teammates, you know, how was my game? And I feel like I pretty much only have the opinion of myself now, to be honest, and probably yeah, my partner and, and my coach, to be honest. I feel like the, the, smaller, uh, the smaller the circle you have, I feel like it's the better. Um, just focus on yourself because um, at the end of the day, you sort of know where you went wrong or where you went right sort of when you ask people it's more about validation so um mm. I, I do a lot of i do a lot of editing um in terms of watching my own vision and feel like i'm a pretty good um learner and um, student of the game so i sort of know where i went where i go wrong these days
0: yeah that's awesome like it that's so that like so many sportsmen go through that sort of phase that it is so true when you sort of say that you're your own best coach um and like i know that many athletes sort of go through and try and get that validation off other people but when you do get older, it's it's almost like a, a normal path for a lot of athletes to go have that sort of that narrow or small sort of path or, or circle of people to yeah, sort of 100%. trust upon. So that's awesome um, that you've got them people in your life because I think it's so important um, to have them. And yeah. sort of fast forward into that sort of 2018, 2019 season with the Ds, um, like it, it is incredible turnaround um, to be – 2018 in a prelim, like all the hypes there, like you boys are going unbelievably well. And then sort of a lot of media attention again to sort of show that Melbourne are a massive premiership chance next year and all this sort of stuff. And, and then sort of it didn't the, the year didn't work out the way obviously the club wanted it. What was it like to yeah. sort of be in a team that was so successful and so exciting in 2018 to then sort of struggle in 2019 and, and probably it wasn't the greatest place to be around at the end of the year just because um, obviously the boys weren't going so well. What was that that whole couple of years like?
1: Yeah, it was uh, probably the polar opposites of years. I mean, we finished <laughs> top three or top four and, um, and then we come second last uh, last year. Um, the, probably the biggest thing I found is the year we made the prelim, there, was, there wasn't really many expectation on us and we felt like we we felt like we probably were going to make finals, um, but we, we weren't really like, oh, okay, we're going to make the grand final, we're going to win the premiership. So the expectation on us was, I felt, from last year. So I felt like everyone was just doing every bit they can to make finals. And once we were there, I feel like our game style and the way we play is very contested. It stands up in big games, it stands up in finals, and we just grinded teams down. Yeah. Um, then fast forward to 2019, because of the prelim, because we made such a... A great run to the finals. We probably felt like we deserved the premiership. We're going to win it this year. So I felt like our expectations on ourselves, and probably individually, and um, everyone's in, um, individually, probably felt like they need to step up and and really rise to the occasion. And and um, probably, I feel like just you know the expectations of telling ourselves we're going to win the premiership and stuff like that. It probably wasn't the way to go about it. I felt I felt like we had the same expectations as twenty eighteen um, in terms of just you know focusing on what we can control. Um, you know, week by week, not worrying about premiership. You know, in September when it's December, and we're focusing on this running session. Um, I felt like we probably did a bit too much as a team. I felt like we were really trying to overtry and overemphasize, you know, to make finals and do it for the club. Where I felt like, you know, it's all about that high purpose, and you know, want to thank our fans and playing for them, but also um, having low expectations and not going to a season thinking we're going to do this as a this. And this. Because the when you don't meet the expectations, the you know you almost crash and you even feel worse than what you do. Yep,
0: yeah, definitely. And Goody's a big one, isn't he? Now for for almost that mindful piece of being in the present and not looking too far ahead. And is that what the club sort of is trying to do this year? Is to try to stay in the present a little bit more
1: and sort of take each game as it comes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it doesn't help last year when we had nearly. Th- fifty five boys yeah. with injuries. I mean we couldn't <laughs> even field a team some point. So I guess injuries don't really help that. Yeah. But um yeah, I felt like this year we've obviously we're we're very healthy. Darren Burgess has come on and he's yeah. done an unbelievable job with us boys in making us feel really fit, confident in our own body. Guys like Nathan Jones and you know Jack Byney who's probably played I think he's missed one game due to concussion. He's played every game so far. Yeah. You know, he, he, I think we only played him fifteen games last year, so um, I think there's so many guys who are healthy this year, and, uh, and it's not necessarily games played, it's more just the preseason. I felt like a lot of boys were on the park more, and we were able to play, we were able to have 40 boys on the park without, and we could do game simulation drills and actually train our game style. Where 2019 we'll probably only have 15 boys or 20 boys in the park, and we only do kick to kick. So, you know, don't underestimate that, that preseason. Um, yeah, yep. But, you yeah, know, Goody's been unbelievable and uh, making us feel like in the present, just focusing on week by week. And I feel like that what's helped us as a group, because we're quite a young group, being in a hub environment sort of brought us a bit closer. Yeah. Um, you know, we're able to spend a bit more time together. Um, and I feel like as well, we're playing games quite regularly. We're playing games every four or five days. And um, it's, it's able us to move on quite quickly. You know, yeah. we'll review the game for one game, win or loss, and we're moved on straight away. We're focusing directly on the next game. And I feel like that's a really good thing for for our team. I felt like in the past we've, quite, we've kind of dwelled on games and we are sort of focused on them five days in, in advance when we're playing in two days' time. So I felt like, you know, for example, we versus North Melbourne on Sunday and, um, or, you know, Monday we review it and we're automatically on to Collingwood on Tuesday and I felt like, you know, so we've got Tuesday till tomorrow on Saturday um, to review it and to, you know, to focus on how to beat them.
0: Yeah, it's almost a blessing in disguise, isn't it, that you boys are up in in Maruchador at the moment? Because like you go back to last year, and everyone has their own opinion on why the boys didn't do that well. But you're right. Like when there's so many injuries, and like you've got a team that literally can't even fill a team at the moment like with that, that that amount of injuries but then also being in melbourne the media is always there you you're in the papers every week and 100 so it, it probably has been a blessing in disguise being up there hasn't it so yeah mate like it's 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 been unreal watching the, the team but also watching your success for for 2020 so far like i think it's it's awesome um to see it mate because like i got to see that you were that you work so hard and you've always been an unbelievable talent but this year like and I 100% agree with it. You've got so many of the ex-AFL players and, and journalists saying that you're literally probably the best player in the league at the moment. And it's been unbelievable to see. Like, have you put something down to that or has that just been a culmination of over the years training hard and, and just being able to be confident in your own game?
1: Yeah, I think, I think it's been a few things. I feel like I've always had... Um, I've always knew I've had the talent. I've always knew I could play. And I always knew I could be a potentially number one player in the league. Um, I don't think my belief and my expectations on myself have never changed since I was 17 or 18. I always knew I wanted to be, a, you know, people that people that remember me and, and stuff like that. I just felt like over time I've matured and matured and I felt like this year is probably my biggest growth off the field. I felt yep. like I've really developed as a person. Um, I felt like mm-hmm. I've really under, understand who I am and I'm sort of, you know, comfortable with my own skin now and I felt there was a couple of years there where I probably um, was real hesitant to you know, to break games open or I felt like I wasn't as confident myself, but I feel like I've done the work. Um, I've worked really hard. Um, I felt like really sky high because, um, you know, because the work I put in and the work I've done with my mind and probably I felt like in previous years, I felt like I've always done the work, but uh, mentally I probably wasn't as there Um, where now I find like every game I'm very switched on. And I felt like that's been, probably why I've been so consistent this year. I felt like my my bad games have turned to good and my good games have turned to great, and I felt like that consistency has really um, shown this year.
0: Yeah, it has massively. Like, from, from the being on the outside now looking in is that you just look like you're just backing yourself and it's awesome. It's like a lot of athletes sort of say that they – play their best or they're in their most consistent form is actually when they're not thinking about it they're just going out and doing it and it looks like yeah that's what you're doing at the moment how much i think i had gorney on here a couple of months ago and we spoke about um sort of creating a culture at the club to let people be their unique self and be themselves and i think he was sort of talking about himself and you about how that you can be your own person and how important that is in any environment let alone a footy environment but What's what's that like being for you when you first came into the club? Did you find that you could be yourself, or has that sort of developed over the years? Um,
1: oh, I, I feel like it's definitely developed over the years. I mean, you first get to the club, you're quite nervous, and uh, people are people going to like me? And I feel like that's natural with every player that goes in. You're a seven year old kid, and you're, there's 30 year olds there, and you know, fathers and husbands. So you, it's a very different lifestyle and um, environment you're walking into. But I feel like you, as you as you feel more comfortable every day you walk in, you get to know other people a lot better, you go on camps with them, you know, you, you spend overnights, you know, you go overseas with them and you go to trips with them and, um, you know, you, you fly into state with them, you get more and more comfortable with, um, with them and you feel more comfortable with your own skin. But um, for me and Gourney, I mean, we're obviously quite out there type of people um, I feel like the club this year, probably the last couple of years, have done a really good job of just allowing boys to be themselves. Um, there's people who are quiet. There's people that are out there. I feel like we've really created a good environment for people just to be themselves. And um, yeah,
0: yeah, it's awesome because I, like I spoke to Gorney about as well. Was that it's there's actually a study out there to to show that um, male athletes can't actually perform until they sort of feel like they fit into a into a team. So it's such a big an important thing and I think it's awesome that blokes like you and Gorney are actually creating that environment for, for people to just be themselves is that are you learning um different leadership values from from Gorney from Nathan Jones um Viney and is that sort of where you want to take that next level of your game to start um being in leadership groups and sort of captaining sides and, and sort of learning that side of your of your not only sport but as a character as well
1: yeah for sure I, I always feel like I, I'm I want to be a leader of this club, um, and I guess the more I more I understand, and the more I um, get older within the group, I feel like everyone leads differently. Um, Barney is someone that um, leads with on the field on field performance. He's you know he's quite ruthless with his communication. He demands a lot of you. Um, and then Nathan Jones is quite similar. Um, Gorn is probably the opposite. Gorn is more about relationship building. Yeah. Will confront you a bit more in a. I guess, a way that, you know, I guess you can sort of have a better conversation with him. And I feel like it's it's easy. you got to understand that every way is different and every way is okay. There's no real right way or wrong way. Um, I feel like I'm really under, really trying to develop my communication with a lot of the young boys. I feel like I can finally um, voice what I have to say. I feel like I probably haven't had the credit, probably haven't had the runs behind me um, to sort of talk. But now I feel like... Um, Over the last couple of years, I sort of do need to step up for the club and feel like my on-field performance has sort of been able to hopefully gain a bit of credit and and talk to a lot of young boys about um, what they're going through or or, um, their on-field performance.
0: Yeah, man, that's awesome. And how how big a credit do you have? Um, Obviously, when you started, you would have have wanted to be in footy, footy, footy and and different athletes take different um, perspectives on it. But what is your life away from sport and how much importance do you put away from uh, away from sport are you someone that is totally in the game and just wants to focus on footy 24-7 or are you someone that when you're away from footy
1: you want to try to to keep away and, and have other interests again everyone everyone's different um, you know there's footy nuts out there who just love and breathe 24-7 <laughs> footy um, and that's okay like if that works for them then that works for them um, I'm someone that sort of likes to take my mind off footy um, I'm studying at moment doing commerce marketing um, at Swinburne which I find for me you don't realize like you're 24 I'm 24 and um, I'm already six years in and I've probably only got another eight or nine years left hopefully um yeah. so you don't realize like footies only goes for you know max 15 years 10 years and that's probably the best case scenario so yeah. you got to realize there's more to life than footy um I guess I love to, I love traveling I love doing activities um my girlfriend's up here so we've been been doing some trips we've been walking around we've been going on activities and stuff like that um not that we can but we've been walking around and um <laughs> to go on beach recoveries and stuff like that so yeah. um yeah that that's been fun um but you know in my off time i just love switching off i love not doing much um i like just really chilling out because the season is quite stressful yeah. so um you know the more time you can spend recovering your mind and recovering your body um i find the better um, it is for you in the season, and uh, what I found as well is, is just to work smarter, not harder. I felt like, yeah. feel like the more you can just sort of train your your mind not to overdo much, and just sort of give yourself a rest. And I feel like that's actually a lot more healthier for your body than actually trying to train and and, and bust your ass. Yep. Yeah.
0: what do what do you, you do in in the off season? What what interests and hobbies do you have, and and
1: how do you like to get away from from the sport? I don't don't really like to, in terms of actual training and fitness, I don't really like to do much footy stuff. I like to sort of break it down and I love playing basketball. So I
0: feel like
1: last year I played like five or six pickup games. Like I find like with that, it's unstructured. So you're not, you don't feel forced to do it. You're having fun. I feel like that's when I get the most out of me as a person. I'm having fun doing what I'm doing. Um, And even with my sessions, like, you know, we'll get a session of two sets of six 800s or whatever it is sometimes I like to break it down a bit more and do a little bit more you know and try and change it up I feel like if the session is there I I sort of get real nervous and sort of focus on it where if I sort of break it down and sort of do my own thing sometimes you actually do more and you actually do more kicking you have more fun doing it and even like even during COVID like going for kicks with mates yeah um, I mean I only go for a kick with one of them but you know, having fun like that. You know, doing a running session, but then also you know having a goalkeeping competition or doing snaps in the run or doing some leading. Like I find that's a lot better than just running around a park and having your twenty kicks and that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. And what about um, away from sport? What, what what hobbies do you have? What interests do you have? And what are you looking to get into um, after you, after footy?
1: Uh, it's an interesting one again, because I'm not too <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm doing. I mean, I'm doing commerce marketing. It's something that. Um, I've actually quite enjoyed. I mean, it's been, yeah. it's been frustrating at sometimes trying to trying to get those assignments due. But um, other than that, it's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Um, I have currently renovated my house, um, which oh, has nice. been quite fun. That's been quite challenging and, um, yeah. again, frustrating and exciting at the same time. I feel like real estate is something that, or well, I mean, housing is something that I love and development. So, um, at the start of the year, that's when I started, and um, to now, you learn and you, you gain so much about. Um, Housing and you know how much things cost and renovations and um, you know permits and stuff like that. So maybe at the club next year I might do a diploma and I don't know development or something like that. So um, I feel like you just got to try and expand your repertoire a little bit and try and do as much as you can and and make the most of it because. The AFL pays for a fair bit, so you wanna
0: <laughs> you wanna get that hex down as much as you can. Yeah, it's pretty handy, isn't it? Have you been on yeah. the tools, mate? You've been you've been D I Y in in the house or oh, you just left it bit. up to the trade? <laughs> <laughs> well my
1: brother's my brother's the builder, so I've sort of yeah. just left it up to him. But um I've been on the tools a couple of days. So I sort of just cook the barbecues and um <laughs> do all the stuff that they don't want to do, so yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, sounds good, mate. Thank you for, for coming on. It's been a great insight into into sort of your journey so far and, and sort of your insights into into footy and, and life away from sport as well, mate. But um, all the best for the rest of the year. I, I know that I am loving watching you playing at the moment and looks like you're just enjoying yourself and that's that's all you're, I'd love to see that. So it's been awesome and looking forward to, to seeing how um, the rest of the year goes for you. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, thank you very much for having me. What a great insight into the life of one of the stars of the competition open and honest to become great on and off the field Christian is a great asset to his teammates thanks for all the support you're giving the show if you haven't already we'd really appreciate you subscribing to the show and giving us a five star review have a great week
1: guys